Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rob. Already today is uh, May 9th. The time is about 11.30. Ready and PC has been conducting Zoom conference for the past 10 years. If you have any questions, please fill out the Google sheet. If you're a newcomer, please let our team know that you're a newcomer. And uh, Rahul, your voice is not audible. Oh, it's not audible. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Is it better now? Let me know if you have any complaints, okay? Yes. Go ahead. Harshita? Harshita, go ahead. Yeah, hi, Rahul. Give me one second. Our based on situation at office, I could see that my job is at once. I would like to know if we can transfer to another organization. My main question will be that will your company withdraw uh, uh, withdraw the H1B before October 1st? I think I can request for you know holding it, or I think they can transfer it, right? For the new organization. If we can request for um, that. if 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 you if you can request them to hold it until October 1st, Arshina, you will be mm-hmm. in a very good position. Okay? So, uh, very can good we, like, can companies hold on to that? Like, do they have access for holding like that till October 1st? They can. They can. Okay. If so, they hold uh, it, you don't need mm-hmm. any. If you, do, if you hold it, you can transfer the H1B, not a problem. You don't mm-hmm. need to consult any law. I mean, I mean, if I were you, I would not consult a law. If they mm-hmm. cannot hold it, though, it's going to complicate. If the H-1B gets approved, you will you may be kicked out of the H-1B. Uh, you may be kicked out of the F-1, and you may not be uh, on H-1B either. So you need to consult a lawyer, okay? Next person, please. Okay. Yeah. Thank Hello? you. Hi. Hi, Rahul. I got your name from uh, my friend. So my situation is uh, I got a green card, but my wife, uh, wife 485 got denied. Uh, because they said we didn't respond to the RFP for her birth certificate. So actually, uh-huh. we didn't get the RFP at all. We did not get the RFP. So we filed an I-290B to reconsider, and that was denied on Friday. We don't know the reason yet, but that was denied on Friday. We, we were just wondering what our next steps are here. If the I-485 has been denied, ooh. let me ask you, what, what, is she on any non-immigrant status like H-1B or anything like that? No, she was in. I was in H one before this, and my wife was in. Uh, I was in H one before this, and my wife was in H four, and now I am a permanent resident because my I got a GC of in December. I know she was not in H four. Yeah, you need to consult a lawyer immediately. I don't have okay, any solution for you. Okay, my okay, my yeah. colleague will give the link to have uh, to have a consultation. Uh, link. Okay. I would recommend to consult with Rebecca Chen in our office. She is very good in these things. Okay. 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 Okay, is there a is there at least a viable path forward for her to stay in the country? That's all. We, it's it's not one line answer that we can give it to you. Okay. If okay. you're expecting Sounds it, you need to contact somebody else. Next person, please. 
Hi Rahul, um, we spoke yesterday and um, I, I reached out to my employer and they said that they cannot wait until October to withdraw the petition. You need, and to, that consult with, you need to consult with the lawyer privately. Okay. Okay. If they can hold it until October 1st, you're good. Otherwise, you have to consult with the lawyer privately. As I told okay. the other ladies, same thing with you. Right. Because they will kick you out of the H1B, out of the F1, and then, and then it's going to complicate it. Next person, please. Sai Sujit. Hey, this is Sujit. Yeah. Uh, my visa got revoked because I had been arrested in the reckless driving on the last, uh, maybe uh, one week ago. And I got mail yesterday that my visa is revoked from the consulate. Uh, is it I'm an reckless FN student driving? Right now. Well, it's not yes. reckless driving. It is DUI. Uh, actually, on the record, it was reckless driving. Were you arrested for reckless driving? Were you arrested for DUI? I am arrested for DUI, but the charges were dropped Thank from you. DUI to reckless driving. Uh, that's not, okay. I did not ask you that question. I did not ask you that yeah, question. Okay. Were you arrested for DUI? The answer is yes. Yeah, so yes, yes. what's your question? The visa has been revoked. Okay, what's your question? So what is the process now to get back my visa? Like I'm on a phone right now and I'm in graduating in the one week. See, right now. And my H1B got picked. Yeah, you can graduate. You can get the H1B approval. You can continue working on the OPT. Please apply the OPT also okay, as a backup plan. Yeah, okay. uh, will, I did apply it, yeah. Okay. You will not have any problem in these things. The only problem you will have is when you want to go outside the country and you want to come back in, that's when you would require mm -hmm. a visa. And for that visa, you will have to go through as if you are a DUI. Okay? Don't keep on telling me reckless driving. Okay? For the purpose of okay. us, it is DUI. So you will have to go to the consulate and that too in India. And then you will go through the process for DUI where it requires that you have to do the medical test. It will take extra one, one and a half months for you. And then you will get the stamping typically. But for now, to graduate, not a problem. OPT, not a problem. H1B transfer, not a problem. Working, not a problem. Anything else, Mr. Okay. Makena? Yeah. Uh, so, okay. should I consult a lawyer here in the USA or the only way is to get you back should, to, is to go to India? For, yeah, only when you need to get the visa stamping, you would require a lawyer. Mm -hmm. For you to just move on to the OPT, if I were you, I would not pay a lawyer. I have to move on to the H-1B, I will not pay a lawyer. For you to continue working and staying in this country without leaving the country, I will not pay a lawyer. But for you okay. to eventually get the stamping, what are the hindrances for you in the short term, which most probably is only for the visa stamping, in the long term, it most probably will be only for the 485 green card application. At a later date, in the final green card application, you will be conducted an interview that's where you need to consult what are the steps that need to be taken. And let me tell you one thing. Have I seen any visa denials under the circumstances of yours in India because of the DUI or whatever you call it as reckless driving? I call it as DUI. The answer is no. What about for the people? Did anybody get the green card denied? Visa denied? No. Green card denied? No, I have not seen. Next person, please. They all got their things approved. Saravana. Um, hi, sir. I asked this question yesterday for a few clarifications. Um, 
my visa valid until august 23 and uh, my petition starts uh, new petition starts on august 28 starts in august 2023 you will get the stamping until 2026 august yeah. will you have a problem in port of entry no I mean, like, uh, my, I will have a two visas, like my existing visa will because I'll be traveling back on July. That's fine. Uh, That's uh, fine. It will not uh, cause yeah. any problem. You should be in 94 until August 2026. Your wife should get a visa stamping until August 2026. Okay. But whenever you enter into United States, irrespective of this time or any time, watch the I-94 carefully. If they do a mistake, okay. we can correct it if you contact it in the right time but if you would mm-hmm. contact us in october or november of 2023 oops my identity for expired you are doomed at that point right time we will charge you hefty lot of money that doesn't mean that you are getting a good job from us okay, okay. but make okay. sure to check it next person okay so and uh, one more more so just like my wife like while applying for uh, dropbox like the ds160 i need to use the current active petition or the future petition sure. number current one no sorry 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 the future one which is expiring in 2026 can you unmute him for a minute yes sir yes sir can you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so, anything else mr sarvan yeah yeah yes i like so while Hello? going for this june drop box i have to use uh, the current active petition right no, like uh, i said future the feature and i need so to submit both petitions 2026 expiring okay i need to submit both petitions yeah, for the right, drop that's right yeah. next yes that's right next person please tiny yes hi uh, so i apply i actually got picked in the lottery by two different employers for h1b and my question is can i file both the h1bs they are different employers they are not related well Do, do you, are these companies a consulting companies or these Apple or Microsoft? What kind of companies these are? Um, these are just clinic. I'm a dentist. Two different clinic, uh, dental companies, you can say. I have no problem for you filing the H1Bs for two different companies. Man. Or you can choose to file one company, okay? Mm-hmm. And wait until the approval comes in, okay? which i would suggest you do premium processing okay mm-hmm. and then file a concurrently file h1b with the second company um i'm not wor- i'm just working for one one clinic i'm not working at both clinics i just wanted a backup so do you think i should do because uh, i'm okay. one clinic is part time so i don't know if part time will be approved or not okay the best way right now is only company that has a full time full time you're working as a h1b do premium processing get the result asap ma'am don't wait i don't know why you're waiting do with only the company that you're working right now don't file with two companies don't file two companies is it not don't, legally allowed it's legally allowed but you don't want to risk yourself there when filing because the uscis is clamping on the duplicate filings and they may inquire into it they may put you on hold it's not worth for you right now okay and okay, why don't you do you. premium ma'am you have a premium processing option if you file right now with the current company that you're working you will get the results within 15 20 days i'm, I'm not working with any companies i i have two offers 
and I don't want to file with the one because I don't want to work there. They are just full time, so I just want the visa, but I want to work at the part time one. I'm confused. So you don't want. So where are you working right now? I'm right now. I'm a student F one. I'm. I have two offers. One is part time. One is full time. I want to work at the part time one. Wait, 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 ma'am, ma'am. Where ma in New York? Ma'am, ma'am, I didn't. Do you have a license as a dentist? Uh, not yet. I it's in process. I'll get it by July. Uh, I think I, I'm I'm very confused the way you are speaking about because I don't know why you filed two of them. Why you want to work only part time one, not the full time one? And I I, I want to understand the complexities of those things. It may be better that you consult a lawyer. Okay. Next person, please. Okay. Okay. Nice. Thank you. Uh, hello Rahul, this is Mahesh. I'm a fresh graduate. I got my OPT this January. Uh, but while filing mm -hmm. H1B, I got uh, two companies reached out to me saying they have good clients and uh, uh, and they are willing to sponsor me. And these are uh, consulting companies. So I said, yeah, sure, go ahead. But when I got the receipt numbers from them, uh, the receipt number had different companies uh, opposed to what I submitted details to. So I decided not to go ahead with them. So I, I came to know they might have filed multiple without my consent because the receipt number has different company name so will that be an issue for me i guess they didn't ask me before filing multiple they didn't take my ask me for my consent so they did on their own so i decided not to accept their offer or their h1b so okay, but did but i do like, any mistake no, here you definitely you did a mistake by contacting these companies when there is no job offer at all i mean shouldn't they be like they said they have job, good clients they are willing to sponsor me they have job offers and shouldn't they be dealing with the legality of these issues because they are the one filing with the uh, USCIS? Shouldn't they be telling us what is right, what is wrong? Here is what they're deciding. I understand what you're speaking. Here is what will happen there. They will be prosecuted. When they prosecute, you know what they will tell that? Mahesh knew, okay. Mr. Mahesh Reddy knew that we are filing a fraudulent H1B application. They will sign that document, believe me. Okay. You are saying but, you are saying that they they told you that they have a genuine job opportunity. They will say there, no, we admit that we did a wrong thing. Mahesh knew that it's a fraudulent application. They will sign the document and that we stay on the record. Now the question is, how do we prove that you did not know? Was there any email communication saying that they're only filing with this H1B? No, they're like, we talked on phone and they said they're like uh, willing to sponsor. I said, okay, but when I got the receipt number, there are different company name on that. So, so you when I said there is no email, no email communication between you and them. Just a full communication, you send the passports. I'm just inquiring. I'm just trying to see. Yeah. see because later on, I need to defend you. I'm trying to see how I can defend you. Uh, yes, Rahul, because I don't know about like all these issues. Like I, as I said, I just got graduated. I don't know much rules here. Mahesh, like, I thought... Mahesh, not knowing the rules is not an excuse. So when we go there, I don't know. I killed somebody and then I can't say, I didn't know that I can't murder somebody. Okay, that's not an excuse. So the number one rule in the law is that not knowing law is not an excuse. Because then nobody but... will follow the law in the world. Yeah, but I have a small question. Aren't they those? These are people who are like dealing with the legal they issues. They will go to jail. To the so I'm not, uh, Mahesh, I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about you. You know what a caveat emptor is? You must be knowledgeable of the things. You are, you are, you must be knowledgeable about the things. So you cannot just blame the entire thing on them. 
Now, when I am defending you, when I go in defending you, I need as much evidence as possible. Look, Mr. Mahesh, he was being given an offer from a company called ABC. Here is the offer letter. The interview was done for the SQL coding. They interviewed me. This is the end client called Coca-Cola. They interviewed this person and so and so date. There is a call data on that date coming from Coca-Cola company to you, your phone number or your email address, they send it. They have a, a video interview or whatever that interview is that this particular one conducted it. I joined, but I didn't realize that they filed for the other companies. I have no knowledge. So those are the kind of things we can defend. If you, if I just say that, Mahir just called this, or he got a call from this guy, and they just offered him, and then he took the offer. How you think so? That guy is going to sign an affidavit. Now, and okay. he's admitting his crime. Why would they do it? I will tell you why they would do it. We will have this discussion in the five o'clock to six o'clock. Remember, we, we, we go through these things every week. So why would they do it? When the USCIS comes, you know how the law works here? For every document the person signs and files it with immigration, the guy can go to up to three years in jail. So that means that his lifetime do they actually put him in the lifetime? No, they don't. They put him for maybe six months, maybe depending on the person. They go and compromise and say, look, these Mahesh Reddy, Srinivas Rao, okay, Rahul Reddy, these are all new. It's a fraudulent thing. We file the fraudulent application. They knew it. They're going to sign it and they will provide if there is any evidence. Now you're telling they should know. No, 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 no. You should know. When you cross the road, you should know that it is on a highway when you're crossing it. If you don't, well, you get crossed. You may not. We don't know. So definitely, I want you to collect as much information as possible that you did not know. Do you take the phone calls. Take the phone logs. Okay? Make sure you preserve the phone bill. You can log into the T-Mobile or whatever company is that. Remember that phone log. Remember that email address. Those things and keep it ready. The other thing that what you could do right now is, even though you have not decided to go forward, complain to the USCIS. This is a company guy that I spoke with that I got an offer from. This is a company that I got it. I'm not aware of these things, of these fraudulent activities. You send a report to them, that will be the record, part of the record for you. Because you, under the penalty of perjury to the USCIS, are sending that you are not aware of it, and that will be record for you. And this okay, is so what can... happens, Mahesh, is what happens, Mahesh, is that it will be between the employees and employers. What a lot of people don't realize is that when we when, when they go to the immigration, it will be between the employers and employer bar. And that's where everything will spill out and will come out. Everybody will try to defend their own skin. Okay. But I want you to watch the video today. I will address it a little bit more because we get these okay. questions very frequently saying. I am innocent. It's always the employer. So that's where the problem comes in. But watch the debate though, okay? Next person, please, in the, in the five o'clock today. Jayesh? Thank you. Hi, good morning, Rahul. Um, so I'm a US citizen, marrying an Indian citizen, and uh, we're going to go through the I-130 route to um, uh, permanently relocate her here. Um, uh, I will be marrying her in India, and uh, 
Um, other than the evidence documents that are listed in the on the web pages of the USCIS, um, what other uh, evidence documents should we prepare and send at the beginning? Um, what are our realistic processing times? Um, anything you could do to okay, help us? Yeah. Yeah, um, the, I, mean, I will probably provide you the living together documents um, to you, okay? Um, um, Shruti, why don't you, I will give you the document list. I want you to provide it to them. Now, here is the thing though. Uh, I want you to understand the realistic possibility right now. Um, for the I-130, the process may take anywhere between two to three years. Now, I want her to be prepared because this is going to be frustrating for her because you, if you have said anything other than what I told you right now, even when I say two to three years, you know how these things will work? They will take only two years. They will not take it three years. And I'm not going to blame her. I'm not going to blame her, okay? So um, what, what is needed is that you need to be prepared that it's going to take two to three years. File an I-130 once you get married, okay? I would recommend to go through a lawyer, that's better. And then do the consular processing as, uh, as normal. But find something called K-4 visa also. You know what a K-4 visa is? K-4, that's for a dependent, but I thought a K-4 uh, sorry, sorry, K-3. K-3, K-3. K-3, yeah, that uh, is the application for them to temporarily move here. Right, I want you to apply that one too. Even that is taking a longer time. Now the question is, why do you need it? You then can choose whichever comes earlier, you can bring her here. Or if you don't want to bring her on K3, let her be on K, let her come on I-130. But I just want you to have the option of K3. Okay? Okay. Okay, I, I read online that um, the number of successful K3 applications are down into like 13, 14 for this last year. What do you mean 13, 14? Like, like 13 or 14 actual cases that uh, applicants that were approved for this. Yeah, they're taking a long time, but I still, uh, I, will, I will still file a K3, okay? Because they may improve it and they change the structure and approve it. I don't, I may, I don't have the track, a number of it, but I will tell you, go and apply for it. It's not going to be any loss for you. Okay? okay. Next person, please. Thank but you. But be on the realistic end two to three years. If you tell mm -hmm. her anything else, though, and tell her three years, it will be much better. Next person, please. Because she will cut you, believe me. Hello? Yeah, hi, Mahesh. Yes. So I, I have a question on L1B to H1B change of status. Okay. And I need to know whom should I consult for appointment, to book appointment one. You, you can consult with me or Rebecca Chen. Either of us are good in that thing. But go ahead with the question, though. What exactly you're trying to do? Let me see if we can answer it. Uh, no, I think I will come. I will come for a one-to-one -one, uh, so that it will be better. Okay. So uh, you said either, either you or Rebecca, or Rebecca, Rebecca Chen. Right? Okay. Thank Rebecca you. Rebecca Yes. Next person, please. Ravi? Hey, Rahul. Uh, this is Praveen. So... A quick question, like uh, I had an uh, 485 interview like a few months back when the date retrogressed at the same time during my interview time, you know that, right? So again, mm -hmm. I got again a 485 appointment for myself and my wife saying that initial interview. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just, I don't understand my, 
even my dates are not current my priority date is july 2013 i don't know why i got again the initial interview again and That's what i can expect in that. uh uh is there any issues that you think so in your file i recently changed the empl- i mean i got a new offer and i moved uh we using my ead uh, to another yeah no, that should be you should take a new 485j application you already filed it no i didn't file it i i got this employment like one like more than a month but how come uss will know that even i changed my employer like one month back they may the previous company may have drawn the i140 they might have yeah they might have drawn the i140 that might have triggered the other interview yeah or else my wife applied for ead extension i don't think that might have caused this right no 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 it i'm i'm just saying the very good possibility the previous company filed for it uh, i140 withdrawal that could be the possibility i can only think about that though unless there is some other thing or it may be just a random thing next person please and and support if i jake is sufficient for me to take the interview and well there are a lot of other things that you need to take into the w2 funds pay stubs and other things but for it without for it j you're not walking in there okay and do they ask next person rakesh hi rahul um so recently um, i'm on my stem opt uh recently my wife have gone to f2 interview so she got a denial of 214 214 yeah day. f f2 f2 subjected very commonly for that okay okay so, so i i believe i believe but i live in pennsylvania so is that any problem uh, re- repeat again i'm sorry um my employer which is a consultancy uh, is res- uh, is in chicago is in illinois mm-hmm. and my payroll mm-hmm. runs in illinois and my end client is in austin texas but where but are you I located work remotely pennsylvania where okay wherever you are working at the the paycheck should run from that particular place make sure you correct it going forward okay okay so that might okay, be a problem that no, that that's not that's not a major problem for you that's not the reason why your wife got the rejection so do i need to move to the texas and uh, update to uscis that I, i am residing in texas now what i'm telling you is that the payroll need to run where your butt is sitting okay if your butt is sitting in texas the payroll need to run from texas if your butt is sitting whichever state it is florida then it has to be florida if your butt is sitting in alaska then it has to be alaska if it's anything wrong correct it going forward sure okay sure thank you thanks where the end client is is irrelevant where your butt is sitting is important next person please yeah, thanks ravan Can you hear me? Yes, Rahul. Okay, next person, please. Shravan. Uh, hey, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Rahul. So basically, I have uh, an employer filed my my H one and H four. That's employer A. So that was mm-hmm. till twenty twenty five. I got an approval. After that, I moved mm-hmm. to another company B, and uh, uh, we have an approval for twenty twenty six for only me. They didn't apply my for my wife H four. 
so do i am traveling to when india did, when did her yeah. i94 expired her uh, i94 expired this november 2023 november november 2023 it's less than 180 days right now you need to contact you need to she, she can leave right now and go outside the country right now not even one week from now i mean just within this week if you okay. have any other thought process consult a lawyer the answer will be the same but it will be coming in a very forceful way when you pay the money okay so when we uh, okay. we have to go go for the stamping and come back first she needs to leave the country okay and then she, she needs to apply for the visa stamping okay but we cannot come back uh, uh, on that like basically on the we all we have What? stamping already till november for my wife as well oh wait, wait, wait. november when till 2023 november she has stamping as well okay okay wait wait i'm getting i am really confused for that i am really sorry about it so our i94 is expiring in november 2023 yes yes and did you transfer your h1b application or you extended the h1b application i transferred like basically uh we have till 2025 after that i moved to company b and they only filed for me and not for my wife okay i am mistaken i'm sorry about it i thought okay. somehow that your wife's i94 expired in november 2022 but you are telling that you might have told that before too that her i94 and passport stamping is expiring in november 2023 is right which is not occurred yet yes okay she can just apply for the h4 and e8 she can apply for the h4 right now privately oh so before leaving the country you want we want to travel to india before leaving the country you want me to apply for that or oh no she you don't have to apply when when are you traveling to india is she going to get there for stamping or she is not going to get there for stamping she is not going for the stamping we're just going out and coming back that's it and when are you, when are you coming back uh we are coming before that i94 expires i passport visa expires she doesn't Correct. need any stamping to come back she can come back when she says comes back though, tell her to show the h1b approval of you to request the i94 when your h1b is expiring they should okay. give it until when your h1b is expiring okay and i don't have to apply okay. any kind of uh, h4 or uh, no, anything you, you don't have to you don't have to oh, it, but it, i have to apply for the eid by any chance she has eid yeah, but you can always yeah the best option would be that go and apply for h4 plus eid right now and then let her travel okay. and come back okay so it will be i539 right since i moved a new I company i think i60 yeah i539 and i765 okay so yeah i'll i'll apply that before question. i leave to so one more question yeah, rahul that will be much so better. basically mm-hmm. i bought my mother when i came here like in last year after that i applied my mother like six months after six months i applied extension but my sister mm-hmm. is in citizen okay mm-hmm. she is applying a green card to my mother 
So mm-hmm. her I ninety four expired, but we are in the process of applying I one thirty and I four eighty five. So we will be. She doesn't applying. need. She, she doesn't. You, you, I would recommend to go through a lawyer. That's first thing. She doesn't need any I ninety four extension. I don't know why you applied for the I ninety four extension. She should have just filed a four eight five application. That would be good enough for her. Okay. So my question is, if I travel to India because I bought my mother last time. so if there will be any questions to me because her i94 experience she didn't apply for i31 application yet that's fine as really? long as your sister applies for the green card she's fine as long as she applies for the green card she's fine um she doesn't need to apply for the extension thank you guys for coming um the next conference i'm sorry i'm running out of time the next conference call will be tomorrow at 4:30 central time Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites: rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.